What's going on, everybody? Hope all is well. On today's episode, I have Jerry Francois, aka Mr. King Parker Gold 2001. Tune in as we discuss his crew, Goldfinger Track Club, everything running, everything mindset, and everything nutrition. Enjoy. Peace. <laughs> that New York call. You're, you can hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Nice and clear. Oh, man. You got people that are here already. If you are tuned in, thank you for watching. This is Monthly Mileage Talks. I am your host. I don't even know where to start with this intro. Today's, this Monthly Mileage Talk, we have Mr. Jerry Francois. I hope I'm not butchering this big Haitian name. <laughs> Nah, um, nah. <laughs> A.K.A. Um, Mr. GFTC himself, A.K.A. King Parker Gold, 2001, <laughs> A.K.A. I heard the new one is Coach J. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, uh, Smooth Runner and Brian for that one. Yeah, Coach J. I heard, I heard Coach J is the new one now. Yeah, that's um, the new one we're going with. Oh, man. Well, thank you, bro, for taking the time out to jump on this monthly mileage talk. Um, are we going to get straight into it? Because time is beautiful. Time is precious. Yes, yes. And, and I'm, I'm glad to have you on here. So um, today we're just going to segue. We're going to talk about some running, some nutrition, and, of course, some mindset. But to get started, um, I ask everybody this, bro. What does kink... Parker Gold 2001 mean? <laughs> what does your ad name mean? Uh, so, transitioning from my aim name was Jerry King 23, and I felt like that was the high school me, and I think that name just is like straight ignorance of what I was doing, transitioning into like becoming an adult, and I just felt like I needed something a little bit more mature. And um, King is just something that I always just was in love with the name in high school. That was the name they gave me at the time when I was a big LeBron fan and 23 being my favorite number. So then I was like going into photography. I was inspired by Peter Parker. So then Parker came into the mix and I was like, all right, King Parker. Then adding my brand that I started in 2015, Goldfinger. So I was like King Parker Gold. That was my first uh, Instagram name. And then when I was in Chicago, 2017 running my first marathon um i guess i got a couple of people upset for being very truthful on their instagram live so and they reported the night, you. <laughs> they reported my page uh they was like yeah you're no longer available to use this i was like <sighs> and then i was like do i let the win do i let them win or do i just create another page so then i was like i think when I started to understand myself as an individual, my sense of style, and just kind of having a little bit more confidence in myself, I think it was to 2001, like right, right around like 9-11, Jay-Z's Blueprint album, a lot of things just started to play, to play into place for myself in terms of like who I was and who I wanted to be in terms of like growing up. So then I started... In, just loving the nostalgia of 2001. I just remember like everything I loved in 2001, music, style, everything itself. So then I was like, 2001 is going to be the at name because I can't think of nothing else. And then they kind of just stuck with it and it just became what it was. Dope. I'm sure a lot of people are like, wow, King Parker, gold. That, that, just the king itself is heavy. 
And then yeah, you got yeah. Parker, and then you got Gold. So it's a lot. That's dope. Yeah. Great story. Thank so you, to segue, you. where's your hometown? Where are you originally from? I'm born and raised um, in uh, Brooklyn. I was born in Woodhall Hospital in Flushing. Uh, lived in Bushwick and Ridgewood, and then I moved to Best Eye uh, in high school. So I, I claim just Brooklyn itself, but uh, Best Eye is my home. So currently, is Best Eye do or die? Best Eye do or die, poke a person in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dope, dope. But originally, you have Haitian roots because, you know, I've seen you yes, yes. over the years with, with the big flag, the big, big flag. Yes, sir. Yes, Aishien. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, my, that's where my mom and my dad is from. So I always got a rep. Unfortunately, I've never been to Haiti. That's one of right. my goals in life to go out there and, you know, but I rep it, let people know that, you know, so shout out to all my Zoes out there, Adam, Chris Dujay, <laughs> all my Haitian runners out there, you know. Dope, dope. Yeah, we'll segue into into Haiti um, uh, in, a, in a little bit, because I know usually you fundraise for um, a cause out there. And I yes, think yes. Um, one day I spoke to you about even, um, there's a couple runners across the country that do this run across Haiti mission. And I think you yeah. said one day you'll love to do that. Yeah. So you could just speak on that. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to the uh, Koreatown Track Club. I seen them do it like, me, like two years ago. And then I seen Not Afraid Jason was capturing it. And I was like, wow, people were like running 100 miles in Haiti. Like, right. I was like, I've never been to Haiti. I love running. That'll be, and like the, even the cause itself to like support the people out there in Haiti, uh, right. which is something like, you know, we don't very emphasize too much, like how much they struggle out there and needing supplies and a lot of other things. So I thought it would be beautiful. And I was like, I tapped in with a couple of people from LA. They was like, yeah, man, like uh, this is how you get involved with it next year. And, but then obviously COVID happened and then everything just right. became virtual. So they just kind of tapped me in. And that was like the start of where I started to realize that I can do more fundraising runs because I never thought like if I were to do a run, people would actually like, you know, donate to it. That was like my first one that I did and inspired me to start doing other fundraisers to uh, support other businesses. But it was really the, uh, the, and it also challenged me to run 200 miles in one month, which is something surprisingly no one knows, knows I don't do normally. Uh, I'm inspired by Les, but I, as I always say, I hate long runs. I don't do long runs enough. But, you know, watching Les for the last couple of years do long runs like it's regular oh, inspired man. me, the pandemic, where every run from that month, I was only doing 10 miles. The least amount of miles I was doing a day was probably six. But I was literally doing four long, four 10 miles a week because of Les. <laughs> and I just, I was like, yo, this is crazy, bro. Nah, that's Appreciate it. Papa. King, king, kings inspire kings. Yes, for sure, for sure. So my let's bad. Get my son keeps pushing this around. No, Let me do my interview, not... Papa. <laughs> Let me do oh, my good, interview. Oh, you good. can get involved soon. So, um, what got you into running, bro? Uh, so I I always tell the story. I feel like this is like the story I always tell. I never get tired of telling it. It kind of running found me. Uh, in high school, junior year, uh, my mom passed away. I was very active playing a whole bunch of sports in high school. You know, obviously growing up, the, the common sport was ball is life. Wanted to play basketball so badly. But I had such a bad, like, representation of myself in school in terms of, like, feeling like I could get away with everything because I had the mm -hmm. good grades. So I had the bad behavior. My high school coach told me I would never play basketball for this school ever. 
I can try out. I could be the best. I I would never get the chance to. So that being planted in my head and then like me losing my mom, I kind of just needed to find a different outlet. And I didn't know what to do. You know, I was so young. I didn't know how to cope yet. I kind of didn't even think about it too much because in high school is like a whole bunch of just like, all right, you go to school next day, period one through eight or whatever. And then it was just like, Senior year, it made me realize because that's when I was like, damn, this is going to be the year I graduate. I have prom, you know, graduation class. So all the things that I know, like, I would have wanted my mom to be involved with, I would not have her to be a part of that. And I was like, shit, like, oh, okay, so this is how life is going to be going forward. So I kind of got into a funk. I was just, you know, I didn't know how to deal with any emotion. I was just like, damn, like, this is not right. I needed to find something. So I tried to play every sport my senior year. My goal was to like, hey, let me find. I played volleyball, did tennis. I did bowling. I liked them. I had a talent for it, but it wasn't, it wasn't for me. And then uh, I one day just joined the indoor track team. It was like the last meet. I joined there. I was running with basketball sneakers. And then from there, I just felt, felt so liberating. Like it felt phenomenal. I was like, wow, like. I'm running and if and it feels refreshing and I was like I feel like I'm wow. running towards something and then and then I so happened to be good at it and then the whole team was like dude like where you been like you've been in school <laughs> for four years you now the just king has running. arrived <laughs> yeah right it was like you're running in basketball sneakers at that like and then from there I just felt so good like for the first time no one asked me like hey, bro, how you feeling about you, like, losing your mom? Like, the track team did not know who I was yet. Like, they knew mm-hmm. of me, but they only knew me as, like, Jerry, get light, get light. Because at the time, I was, like, dancing in the hallways mm-hmm. and bringing that to my school. Right. So people never asked me about, like, the death of my mom or nothing. And for the first time, yeah. I felt I felt good. I didn't have to, like, uh, yeah, you know, the pity party I was getting. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. so I finally felt like, wow, like, I'm, I'm just here to run and no one asking me none of those questions. And I felt so free and it's so so refreshing and then I, I fell in love with it I was like yo this is this was my call and I should have done this a long time ago but it was meant for me to do it now because it finally allowed me to escape the pain that I was going through and then right. you know from there I graduated high school my coach was disappointed in me because he was like if you didn't waste your time doing bowling and all these other sports I would have got your scholarship <laughs> for D1 and I was like, wow. hey, maybe I'm not even, like, that good yet. But then when I went to Division Three college, uh, yeah. my coach, uh, after, like, my when I wanted to quit, the first practice I did cross country, I wanted to quit mm-hmm. because I never did nothing past the 800 meter. Mm-hmm. So when we did, like, a five-mile practice run, I was like, hell no, this is terrible. <laughs> I'm done. I'm five, out of this. Five. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, and I'm, I'm in Bayside. So I don't even, like, I'm going into the woods, yeah. like, you know, like, Cutting yeah. Park. Like, I didn't know nothing yeah. about these areas. Yeah. And then just from there, like, I was like, my coach was like, yo, just do one cross-country meet. He said, if you don't like it, then you can quit. I did one cross-country meet. Uh, I felt like I did bad, but, like, I think it was, like, top 30 or whatever. I got a medal that first meet, and I was like, holy shit, I'm I'm good at this, and I want to stick to this. Yeah. But then it reminded me why I started running anyway, because I was like, because obviously that summer I didn't run no more. Cause right. I didn't, right, it was just what I knew in high school. But in college, when I got into it again, I realized the purpose of me running was because of my mom, especially with cross right. country. That's yeah. all I felt was my mom's presence through like running through Van Cortland and just trying to get wow. out of Cemetery Hill. It was like, do I give up? And then I look up on the sky. I felt like I was yeah. seeing my mom, and I was like, yo, I gotta keep doing this. And then I fell in love, and then 
from there, the history was itself. It's like, I just stuck to it. And I was like, I'm going to continue to do this as long as I continue to breathe. Wow. Amazing, bro. Amazing. When you cover the, the your <laughs> why you got into it and your why. Um, oh, damn, my bad. What? No, nah, it's all good. So um, what keeps you motivated to run? Because we can segue into GFTC. So what keeps you motivated to run currently? Uh, honestly, it's probably, it's always been my mother. Mm -hmm. uh, just realizing, right, like my purpose was to run was because of my mother to carry on her name. But now it's been more so my community. Uh, mm -hmm. Really, people look at me as this like top tier runner and like this elite, and there's a lot of pressure. But it's like, it's like people really count on me to be that runner. And I was like, the the, the fact that that so many people are inspired by me, I literally get tons of DMs every day. Like, yo, you don't even know people from my past, people from my mm -hmm. present, people who don't know me at all. Just like the way they celebrate me and just look up at me like if I'm some kind of like star, it just makes me feel like, wow, like I can't ever stop. I like right. I'm I have this tool and this skill and I'm there's only right for me to continue to explore it, but continue to share it throughout all the people around me. Like the fact that I got like drug dealers running and like people from the <laughs> bodega, like people you never will look at to be runners because I and it's it's beautiful because no one expected to me for me like anybody grew up who grew up with me, they didn't expect mm -hmm. me to be a runner. Like I was a, you know, wild kid, you know, mm -hmm. just doing the stupid things that I was doing as a kid in the neighborhood. So when people see me, they say, yo, bro, I never thought you would have been a runner. Or even people from high school, like, yo, I didn't think you would carry it on. So just yeah, the shocked. fact that like, yeah, right. So like, <laughs> for that fact, like I literally get like, it's just, from there I was like, yo, my community depends on me. And I was like, I can't ever stop. Like I got to continue to inspire all the people that just want to do something active but don't know how to or afraid to and they don't know what's the first step but they look at me like yo this kid is like super cultured like right he gets fly he gets down he balls he does this and that he dances but he's a runner and that's the first thing people would never expect so i think now right. that i'm kind of sh uh, sh uh shifting that up now like Running is like, it's just a multicultural sport for all. Like anybody can get involved with it. It's just about finding a place and just starting from there. So my community. Amazing, bro. So GFTC, for those tuning in, what is GFTC? I see the, hey! I see the teeth. I see, <laughs> yeah. I see the pearly whites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out, listen. I, I love well, I wait, wait, wait. Before we do that, let's see. You got to like, let's do a runner's drip check because you, you top top five jiggiest runners so what do you have on today what do you uh, have on so i got this you know i knew you was gonna come on so let's, like you know he's been killing the content this, but now we're this, wait, again, uh, this is know, a so one of one by the way i was about to so, just say i was about to say when i seen I, <laughs> when i seen i was like yo that that's definitely a one of one I, i've never seen it in my this. life nope i don't even have it so i'm wearing this uh unreleased uh wool dad hat uh that I made, I think, maybe a year ago that I've probably wore it a few times. It's one of my favorite hats because brown has become one of my favorite colors to wear. I never knew brown looked good on me. And then I'm wearing this uh, uh, inspired uh, Travis Scott, I can say, uh, <laughs> Goldfinger t-shirt that I made for the, uh, for the finale of Goldfinger brand, not GFTC, but Goldfinger brand. It was two separations between the two. It's kind of confusing. But this brand itself, it was the last anniversary, uh, six years. So we did 
we, I did like one of one pieces or things I slept on for years and I was hesitant to make. So then I, I made this shirt for the anniversary. Still have it available if y'all need to purchase some. I think I have like a medium large, but yeah, so that's that's what I'm wearing right okay. now. And then like, you know, chocolate does in the crib, but y'all gotta see that. <laughs> so what is Goldfinger Track Club? What is GFTC? Uh, GFTC is, it's it's the, how I like to say, it. it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, the safe space. Uh, it's where if you are lost and you're looking for a home, GFTC could be your home. Because I created it based off of being random, right? It was nothing, it was never supposed to be what it is now. Never mm-hmm. had the identity to be that. But I created it because of based off of when this running community started to evolve, there was this point where you were only allowed to run with only your crew. You were not allowed to step outside your crew. And if you did, you were called disloyal and you'd right. be dropped. So one of one 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 of my ex friends got dropped from his crew and I was like, Holy shit, this is for real. Like this is something I was like, I'm I'm so new to this running community. I was like, I don't even know I don't even know about crews yet. Like, I only knew like Nike Run Club and like that's it. I didn't know there was like this all this other stuff. So oh, yeah. from there I was like I had to make it become for real. And the first rule was if you're a part of GFTC, you are welcome to run with anybody in the world. I do not care because running shouldn't be like we're not we're not signed to nothing, right? You're not bad boy. This is not Rockefeller. You can you know <laughs> I mean like every you can do whatever you wanna do. I don't own anybody yeah. and I was like Running should give you that freedom to run whoever you want. If that's if there's a crew across your street, I'm not going to tell you to travel three boroughs to come run with us if there's yeah. a crew across your street. So that was kind of my mission. It was like literally the, like no matter where you go, you will forever be GFTC. It's literally your safe space. Like you can branch out as much as you want to, but know that you you always have a home right here with GFTC. And that's why I always specify like we were not, hey, GFTC represents Brooklyn. No, GFTC is New York. It's the world. It's anybody is GFTC. Whoever comes to a run or more, and right. that's all. All it was about, like anybody who's looking for a safe space or a community that they felt like not so like just so much of cloud chasing. It was more so mm-hmm. like celebrating and like embracing all the newcomers and just allowing people to f- find their rhythm and find the comfortability to run with a group that's not so like. All right, you're gonna run. You're running a half marathon. You're running a 5k. No, I'm just running because I want to lose weight. I'm running mm-hmm. because I have. I'm going through mental health. I'm running because I lost my job and I'm part of this pandemic. I just moved to New York. Right? There's all these other reasons to involve yourself just with a running group, and I wanted to, it to be that way. I didn't want everybody to feel like, hey, because you run with us, you gotta race, you gotta compete, you have to do this, you have to do that. It's more so like, all right. just come here and feel comfortable in a setting where it's like, you have, it's a group of diversity, inclusion, and everybody's a part of it. And that's what GFTC has been about since 2016. And we just expanded to be uh, bigger and better, as you see in the last year and a half. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've noticed over the years that you guys have gotten bigger. But uh, for people watching, a lot of people are curious, where did the name Goldfinger originate from? I know I've heard this story, but for those that don't know, yeah. and I, and a lot of people are dropping, I don't know if they're, they're, they're I don't know, are they digging their nose? What are they doing over there? Let's go. So Let me get those fingers up. Let me get those fingers up if you feel me. I love it. Uh, Goldfinger originally started, well, the name, uh, 
with me, I'm a visionary and like I get a lot of premonitions. I have this t great gift that I don't like to talk about, but I just have this gift where I know kind of things in certain settings. So like, long story short, I think it was 2013 or 2014, I was walking around the Brooklyn Bridge with my friend Zach and I was just thinking about like all the things that I've gone through, bad breakup, not being able to run track anymore because my eligibility was over in junior college, not accepting a scholarship for Queens College, getting kicked out of college, just all these things I was going through. And then I was like, no matter what, what helped me through those things was like clothing. And I was like, I'm a slave to luxury because I like good clothes and it makes me feel good about myself. But I also, but I don't like the brands that I'm wearing because they don't represent who I am or who I'm becoming. And I was like, I, I gotta like get out of that. And then I just thought about like my friend Kadon, uh, who was my former track teammate, uh, my brother right there. He just had this thing where he was constantly picking his nose in random places in college. And I remember in uh, our national championship, we were at the podium and I think we came fifth or sixth place that year in nationals. And like, he's dead in his nose picking and like at the time, I guess this gives my age, but like, while we did have digital camera, everybody, my coach was still using like disposables. And like, he just took, you just take, you know, disposables, just like one shot and then you just on to the next. And he took a picture of it. And then like, when we got it developed, my coach was furious. And he said, yo, what are you doing? And then he was just like, oh, I'm just picking my nose. Nonchalant. And like, he was just like, it's normal. And I was like, yo. That's how it should always feel like, like what everything we do, it should never feel weird. Uh, like mm -hmm. if we're comfortable doing it, it's okay. And then I was like, yo, picking nose, gold, gold thing. And then it just came to my head. I was like, go thing. And I was like, yo, I'm gonna start this brand, but I'm gonna start with a hashtag until I know what the actual logo or the brand will, will be. And then like literally a year and a half just sitting on the name. And then finally I'm meeting somebody who did, did the logo for me. Excuse me. And then we made the brand Goldfinger and it started in 2015. Well, I think 2014, 2015 as a clothing brand. And then it just expanded. Like I said, when we had to be, we were at a track meet at the Armory. This is when I was, I got excited because I was like, oh, now Nike and the running community can be part of what I used to be because the Armory had night at the Armory and it yeah, had this yeah. relay. And I, I called all my old college teammates like Jamel and just Mama Duke and them, I was like, hey, like, I know we haven't <laughs> ran in years, but like, you think you'd be in Pull shape up. to run this relay? Yeah. And then some of them said yes. Some of them was like, hell no, I'm not in shape. I haven't ran in four <laughs> years, five years. <laughs> and then, you know, I introduced them to people from, you know, Nike Run Club that I knew, right? I just said, hey, yeah, I want to do this. And it was like, yeah. oh, I don't know track language at all. I was like, uh, don't worry, I'm here to educate you guys. So we kind of formed together. And then it was like, hey, what's the name of your group? I was like, name? I was like, you can't just put on a tash. It was like, no, we need a name. I was like, uh, uh. then I was like, oh, I got a brand called Goldfinger. And I came from the world of track and field. So I was like, Goldfinger Track Club. And it just popped. And then when we won our respected heat, people was like, yo, Goldfinger Track Club, they're so fast. They elite. Oh, man, they this and that. <laughs> What's their IG handle? I'm like, what? I'm like, it's not that serious. It was just, you know, one time thing. Like a lot of them are not gonna run again. And like yeah. I said, right, one of my one of my old teammates got kicked out of his crew. That's when I was like, mm. 
oh shit, this is serious. And then that's when I was like, all right, I have my clothing brand Goldfinger, which is like more for like the streetwear, fashion, culture, like style, yeah. hipster, whatever. And then GFTC was more so like the bigger picture because I always wanted to design and mix the two worlds between like, you know, like streetwear and like running. I always like, cause right, like, and I love what, like people like Hector and like everybody else. I never like bootlegging and Black Roses. Everybody that was already forming something like that like years later, mm -hmm. but like post run being fly or bringing kind tees and running with that, not necessarily wearing a typical dry fit Nike Adidas or whatever, but being jiggy post run. And that's yeah. where GFTC was because I was like, yo, I want to be fly after a run, right? I'm going to put on my, I'm going to put on my slides, but I'm going to have this cool cotton tee with this dope design and I'm going to wear yeah. that hat. And, and she goes, like, yo, you ran? I'm like, yeah, I did run. But now I'm, like, post-flywear. like post fly wear. And then that's where GFTC came. We were just, like, I'm always trying to be as fly as I can post-run, before-run, during-run. And then, yeah, you know the vibe, man. We always want to stay fly <laughs> while we can, you know? <laughs> so somebody's watching, and um, new runner, they want to join GFTC, and they want to know, how does programming look like for the week? Yeah, so... Always, anytime people slide in my DM, the first thing they ask me, or a bunch of questions, I said, the first thing I say is pull up, right? Uh, and pulling up means uh, your, all your questions will be answered in person. I can literally write you a paragraph through uh, DM, <laughs> but why do that? I'd rather you come through to the experience and learn everything there and you can decide if you ever want to do this again. But, right, so we expanded. We normally, we have Thursday runs for the community, so it's nice and easy, right, for all yeah. levels of runners, 7 o'clock p.m., uh, wash and dry, black on laundry mat. And then we have a Wednesday session, 6.30 a.m., Boys and Girls High School. And now we added our Monday programming, which is kind of, like, building on to, like, marathon and, like, just, like, kind of tempo runs. So, yeah. and I also just want to spend more time with the community, too. So, like, I get it. People get super formal. Oh, I can't make Thursdays, right? There's a thousand run crews, right? Shout out to WEPA, <laughs> shout out to Rage Release, right? There's a whole bunch of programming throughout the week, right? But, and then sometimes people get conflicted between choosing the two or whatever the case may be. So I feel like, hey, if I give people another day and a chance, at least they'll get to experience GFTC. So like, hey, maybe I'm gonna go to WEPA Thursday, but Monday I'm gonna go run with GFTC. I'm gonna go to Women Who Rage on Thursday and go mm -hmm. GFTC Monday or Wednesday, right? Just giving people a little bit more of the option so that, they don't feel like, and like I said, right, there's no tie-in. I don't get upset, like, if I see you run right. with another crew, I'm like, yo, <laughs> screw you, F you, whatever, right? You're not blocking people? <laughs> yeah, I'm not blocking people at all. Like, I don't, I don't care, like, and I never want, and I would, even I would miss my run, right? I'll go, like, yeah, yeah. let's go take a trip to Queens. Let's go show yeah. up to Weppa. Let's go to Rage. Let's go to Bridge. Let's go to Rue. Let's go to Boogie, right? Whatever, right? This is, a, I get it. There's a thousand, there's a thousand of us. And that's the blessing of New York City to have so much running crews as opposed yeah. to other cities is like three or four. And it's literally like in like 15 miles or 16 or far deep different towns to find crews. So um, I just tell people like, you know, have an opportunity to just find your lane and being able to run with us is up to you. And just knowing that we have a lot of programming and all program, no matter what, is super diverse. And it's also for all levels. People always get discouraged about mileage and pace. That's why we never write how many miles we're going to run or the pace. Because you read it on paper, like, oh, I'm not going. But if you go and then we tell you, you have no choice at that point to show up. 
So that's why I love Thursdays because you never know. But Thursdays is very chilled. I kind of took a little detour and throughout the winter to give people a little bit more miles. But right now, Thursdays are our recovery day. So we just chill and then we post maybe go party after or kind of just catch a vibe and just really get to know each other as individuals and see how we can continue to connect these uh, brilliant minds and faces to do bigger things beyond just the running and just adding different avenues with these people that we're a part of. Amazing, amazing. So I know this upcoming week you have, um, I guess, a, your next event coming up for Gold yes. Finger Track Club. So um, what event do you have coming up this upcoming week? Yo, oh man, I'm hyped. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Is this a world premiere? Is this exclusive? Am I getting yeah. content I'm not supposed to be getting? <laughs> we got, baby, we got the shot relay. <laughs> oh, there's a shot relay this weekend. Okay. Ah, yes. And then we got the beer mile, baby. The beer mile. Uh, the weather gods, please bless us to have this beer mile mm -hmm. this Saturday, followed by Shot Relay. It's a traditional event that Juan created. Shout out to Juan, who's in Portland, mm -hmm. designing for Nike now. Uh, I wanted to carry on this torch when we started to collab with him and just bring back a race that was just about pure fun and not about like a, a time or medal. Just seeing adults be you know, yeah. as foolish as we can by, you know, by the influencers. So, yeah, I wanted to bring back the Beer Mile, and the Beer Mile it will be here this Saturday, following with the uh, bonus round of Shot Relay. And that's what wow. we're going to be doing this weekend. Yeah, this Beer Mile, I don't know, bro. This Beer Mile, um, I think I'm digging something up right here. Hey! <laughs> I, think, I, think know, I, came, I think I came in third place. For the beer mile Dad last time. Third place it. on his birthday, 2019. <laughs> was like the day before, day after. Because normally we have the beer mile normally around my fellow Leo brother birthday Leo or whatnot. Season. Yeah, so you know, shout out, yeah, shout out to all the Leos out there, man. Shout out to my son, yeah. uh, my lady, and all. But yeah, so uh yeah, man, I'm super excited. Jesse's here to defend his title. Shout out to Harlem, uh, Harlem runs. Y'all know the vibe, and it's. It, I'm excited to introduce it to my new running community and also like the GFTC family to see, you know, the fun that we was able to create post uh, COVID. So I'm excited for it. And I hope everybody's able to attend, participate, or just uh, look at the lovely photos that my man Drew Ronalds is about to take. <laughs> dope, dope, dope. So before we segue into mindset, what's been some of the biggest challenges you faced currently with uh, not just running, but just being a leader in this urban running community, what are some of the biggest challenges you've faced? Uh, one biggest challenge is uh, becoming a new dad. You know, okay. uh, last year, finding out I was going to have a kid was the biggest blessing in my life, but also something I couldn't celebrate just yet because uh, my lady had a hematoma, which was a blood clot that if it comes close, uh, fuses with the baby, then the baby wouldn't actually not be here. So having that thought process and thinking like, if I were to lose my potential baby boy, right. how will I ever start running ever in my life again, knowing that I was going to be a dad in 2020? This is before COVID. This is like January, February mindset. And then find out after the second trimester that it was a go, but then COVID hits. And then like everything just changed. And I was like, holy crap, like this is, this is what the new norm was. And that was the biggest challenge was like, how do I stay motivated? Right. COVID and then like my lady working in the hospital as well and having that uncertainty of just her being in the field 
Uh, so shout out to all the essential workers out there that was in the field, that's still in the field now. But Definitely. that was one of the biggest challenges is like, you know, COVID last year and then me being coming a dad and trying to figure out what will be the balance of how would I be able to still run and make time for everything that's more important, like my, building my family and being part of my son's life. And that, it took me a while. Um, you know, I caught COVID last year around the birth of my child. So I missed the birth of my child, actually. And wow. um, I was out. I was out for the like the whole July, pretty much. And that kind of took me away. And I honestly, I couldn't get my running back. I did not, I was not able to run the way I'm running now until mm -hmm. like almost the end of September. I literally had, oh, I, wow. I was gasping for every mile was painful and it hurt. I would commute to work when I went back to work in like late August to September. Yeah. And I literally would have to, I was late to work just because I couldn't go over the Williamsburg Bridge. And that's how I wow. knew how, I was like, yo, I'm literally starting from zero. Like, I literally yeah. felt like this was the first time I ever ran again in life. And that was wow. the biggest challenge. I was like, yo, I might not ever be the same again. I was like, COVID really, like, yeah. you know, they had this whole thing, like, COVID don't affect black people. But I was like, nah, bro, that it is definitely real. It mm -hmm. definitely affected me. And it, it's not something I just went away. Like, yeah, I was negative going forward. But it was still aftermath of just, like, hard to breathe, hard to just be able to like feel comfortable in spaces to even do any kind of running yet alone on my own and it, it affected me bad and then just like I said right that was one challenge and then like being a dad and trying to manage that because I couldn't couldn't balance it all honestly and I told people like I only ran the days that I had GFTC so at wow. the time I only ran with GFTC Wednesdays and Thursdays and that was all the running I did from when I brought back community runs in September all the way to like, I don't know, maybe like February and maybe one or two times if my lady let me have the clearance to like go for a long run on the weekend. But I rarely put it miles at all. Like to get 100 miles like was the biggest challenge until like March of this year. Uh, but it also taught me like I need to understand like what's in, what comes first, you know, family first, everything right. else comes second. So yeah. it was that was just an adjustment, but now I feel like I have a better balance now, especially going into marathon training. So that was one of the bigger nice. challenges: COVID and being a father and balancing uh, being a dad and and all the other challenges that come with it. Amazing, bro. So we will uh, we'll come back to running, but we're gonna segue into mindset. Do you meditate while you run? What's going on in your mind? Uh you know what's crazy? Uh, I get into I get locked in when I run. I'm I I envision myself racing against the younger me, and thinking how how do I beat my younger me every time that I'm running? Mm -hmm. And it just kind of because like I said, right now I have I have two different reasons that I run. When I first started running, it was all for my mom, and now I run for my community and for my new family that I've grown now. And it's just kind of just those two mindsets battling each other out. Who can who can go longer? Who could go faster? Who's more stronger? And it just and then I see that like as I got older, who I am now is way more stronger than me as a child because there was still a lot of mental blockage that never let me prevail to be as fast as I am now. And I think if I was able to have that, uh, able to like defeat that mind. I would have been a lot faster in college. Yeah, I had, right. a, I had, I was great at college. I was a phenomenal runner, two-time All-American, 
800 meter champ, all the success, but there was, I know I could have been way better if I just had my mental all together because college was a struggle because like I said, after senior year, it was more so like I realized I will not have my mom for the rest of my life. And no matter right. what I will accomplish, it will never feel good because there's no one I can, who will ever big me up as more than my, a mom would, you know, like the proud parent. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I literally That's lost my way. world. My mom was like my only family. So like now I was like, what is the point of ever really winning? As opposed to mm -hmm. now, like my biggest reasons to win is because my community, my team, my family, because they take pride of that and proudly love me winning because I never care. And I still don't really care about winning, but I know how much how important it is to them. And that kind of helps me with my mental space. So like when I run, it's all about just me versus me, like the old me versus the new me and just kind of seeing who wins that battle every time. Man, that's amazing. I think recently, man, pace runs is just going to have to just write you an unlimited check. You just been, <laughs> <laughs> you've been, you've been cashing out over there recently. Yeah, yeah, yo, listen, man, shout out to Pace Runs, Mike, Joe, Shane, Jen, I appreciate y'all, Black Owned. I'm just happy they finally gave me the tape. That's all I ever really wanted. Um, the money is good. I mean, I use it to buy Jack's um, Pampers and food, but <laughs> the tape, the tape means so much more for me because I know that those are the things I'm going to show Jack's growing up. And if he ever decides to run, this is who he has to compete. He has to, his goal is to always be better than his pop. So he's going to have yeah. a lot. Oh, to, he got some to, shoes you know, to, to fill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So when you do uh, run and you listen to music, who's like a favorite artist? Who do you go to? Uh, surprisingly, people would even believe this. I'm going to give a plot twist. I plot rarely twist. listen to rap music. Okay. Uh, I listen to things that keep me mellow and keep me in flow, right? You try to match the energy of the songs. So, mm -hmm. like, if I listen to Young Thug, Uzi Vert, I'm going off. Like, I'm going to drop the hammer. I'll be at 20 <laughs> pace, and I'll be losing my mind going through Prospect Park. So, what I try to listen to, I listen to Sam Smith. I listen to Justin Timberlake. That's a shock. I listen to, like, a lot of Wale. Yeah. Like, I like... I love, like, I love poetry. I love R&B. So I listen uh -huh. to a lot of that and, I like, a lot of early 2000s stuff. Like, right now, my song right now, I've been bumping crazy. is like, uh, Keisha Cole. And, oh, like, nice. she's just, like, yeah. So, like, I listen to, and then people hear it when I do my community runs. Like, yo, you be in your bag. I'm like, no, this is the music that really catch you in flow. Like, yeah. it's just, like, it's, like, these kind of songs just remind me of just, like, just, what people have gone through and more, but it just keeps me in flow. I was like, I don't want like that turn up all the time or like the little baby, the baby. Like there could be a time for it on a tempo, but I'd rather like, if I'm going for the long, like I want to be in my feelings or pretend that I actually in my feelings. Like I want to listen to R&B. So I listen to a lot of R&B, but those in particular, like it's Justin Timberlake, Sam Smith, uh, Wale, Usher, and a lot of Chris Brown. Love Chris Brown. Chris Brown's the GOAT. So, um, so we're going to segue into nutrition. How do you fuel your body when you're running? What do you, what do you take in? Are you organic? Uh, Are you, cause uh, yeah. So <laughs> first I've always, I've always expressed about everybody to drink water. Water is key. Water <laughs> hydration is key of life. Without water, 
I don't know how you ever function. Shout out to uh, non-sponsorship. But... Non-sponsorship. Send the bag. Send the invoice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been listening. If you ever listen, I would love to be sponsored by you guys. I would love it. My favorite water. But, yeah, so I drink tons of water. I wake up like an hour or two hours extra before a run. That way I have time to meal prep, right? I can eat. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to be the guy who didn't eat at races, and I realized that was the stupidest thing I could ever do. Like, what is my body fueling on? To keep the yeah. gas going, right? So your body it needs natural fats to burn off on when you're running, especially at the longer run. So, like, I would normally have, like, a granola bar, uh, a butter roll toasted, not too light, not too dark in between, so a little bit of butter on both sides. And then, like, I would have uh, Morton, Morton, a.k.a. the lit juice, Kachogi juice, for any <laughs> race, juice. Uh, whether it be the gel or the... Yeah, control. That's literally his sweat that we're drinking, and it's disgusting. <laughs> but it's it's, the, it's the, literally the key of why I'm able to run any race that fast. I cannot do no runs. Well, not my runs, because more runs, I don't, I don't know me news like Morton and anything like that. Unless I'm doing like the uh-huh. longer runs. Like when I go past 15, and I feel like and I just need it, I'll do it. But normally, I'll just have my traditional wow. breakfast and do it. But I'm not running on an empty stomach. That is okay. impossible. No. Oh, and a banana so, too. Always have a banana. Potassium is key. Yeah. So, what is a post-run meal like? Uh anything you can find. <laughs> anything. anything you deserve it. If you run and you felt like that run was phenomenal, treat yourself to a big meal. Like anything. Like I eat like shit after a run. Excuse my language. Whatever <laughs> is available, whether it be the bodega app, like salmon and some French fries, or like. Just anything I could get my hands on because I'd be starving after a race. Like, oh, my God. Like, I literally will eat, like, Goku. Like, whatever you can pass me, I'm eating. So that's the biggest run. And that's why I love races so much because how big my appetite becomes once I'm done, I'm ready to, like, eat. Like, we're going to Skulls. We're getting the Columbia platter special. (laughs) Or we're getting the baby shrimp uh, burger. Like, we eating good. (laughs) Bro, we eating good. And we eating black-owned good, too. So, man, we're... We make sure, like, yeah, we eat good. I now. see some of the yeah. runs you guys have been to have been yeah. supporting the the businesses in Best Style. So that's uh, so yeah, good. man. Of course, man. It has to be, man. We can't be community if we don't support our community, Black Brown. Because then, what were we talking about in 2020 made no sense if we don't. If we're not continuing to doing what we was talking about. So, Amazing. shout out to all the so, black-owned businesses, baby. <laughs> so, uh, what is your proudest running accomplishment thus far? Oh, being certified to be a uh, USATF level one coach, (laughs) Coach J, biggest accomplishment because I've been wanting to do that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I've been wanting to do that for some time now, never was able to. And then like COVID happened and then I had to, this is when I was like, yo, I can never go back to school. Had to do like a whole weekend of Zoom classes for like seven hours with my son. Like that was like the hardest distraction and he like at the time he was like three <laughs> four did months it, so like yeah i did it and like i had time to take the test i f- missed the test when i was supposed to do it in march i paid for an extension and then like right now i'm on bonding time leave from work so i was like yeah i need to do everything now before i go back to work and i was able to like lock in and like the support and help of my friend kate on um i was able to uh, take that test and pass it but that was my biggest accomplishment that and then um running 16 minute 5k again after being like i don't know maybe like <laughs> two years and not doing that 
fact that I was able to do that and winning the best time mile, that was probably my biggest. Matter of fact, Amazing. no, best time mile and Juneteenth. Because as bad as it sounds or may sound, I just knew I can't lose neither race because one is in best eye. And I was like, I got to keep it. I got to keep it this toned skin if I'm going to be racing in best eye. And of it course. just wouldn't, it wouldn't feel right if I lost to anybody that wasn't black or brown. It just was not going <laughs> to sit right with me. Uh, you you, you talking that Leo-ish, huh? Yeah. And then like the June team won too. I was like, it's just not going to feel right if I don't, if I don't. And those were the pressure. I have to like run my best. If not, I, I'm going to feel like I failed. So those two races really mattered the most to me. And those were both my personal uh, best, right? 448 mile, having done that in like four years. Wow. And then running four, a 48 mile. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I couldn't believe it. And I feel like I could have ran faster. Like I was following the I'm police. sure. Yeah, so I'm I'm thankful for it. Shout out to the best out blocks that I run all the time. So it was definitely home court advantage. So and then Juneteenth, it was just like, uh, I I just know like I what I'm capable of doing, and I I didn't perform my best at uh Queens uh distance 5K that was home court Highland Park. I just mm -hmm. was not there mentally, and then I said I gotta redeem myself a month later, and I was able to drop almost a minute and a half from what I could do. So. I was happy. So those those two races and um definitely and uh, any race honestly like all races. Yeah. Matter of fact, hold on, scratch that. Yeah, those. <laughs> I know I keep saying there's just a lot. Honestly, like this year has been so much success, but it was really watching my teammates complete their first race, watching Sasha win mm -hmm. her first ever half marathon twice. Right. Then seeing like people like Daniela, Gemma, Thomas, Chris Duje, Sabrina, Amanda, Dijanae, Shannon, and all my teammates flourish in all their success at racing from what they were doing two years ago. Watching them PR uh, was the proudest moments of my life because it was like I literally am not the madness or create I'm literally that I literally have this recipe to make great runners and great athletes and it it was proven watching these people who have been training with me since last since well more like October when we opened up the track for us until now and seeing people do phenomenal and just right. destroying races in their age group and their respective genders and that made me feel proud that's what made me want to be a official they called me coach for a long time but that's what literally <laughs> Mamie oh, was like, yo, I need to be one. And, like, Amanda Jane and her saying, like, you need to become official coach and you need to get paid because you're a family man and you, you're you literally giving people the sauce for free. And as great <laughs> as you are as a human, you should be getting paid for this. So shout out to Amanda Jane who has been putting this on In me since back. I first met her. I appreciate you. You, you yeah. want to know something funny? So the world doesn't know this. When I first started running, before you see these three stripes, uh, one of the first yeah. crews I ran with was the Nike Run Club. And Coach Jay himself was the one pacing me that day. Yeah, and of course, I wanted to look pretty that day in Central Park. So it's the middle of the summer, like hot July, and I got this long sleeve Nike's tech shirt on. <laughs> and we started it. And I remember you said, yo, you got you to gotta pace yourself, man. And I was like dying out yeah. there. So. Yeah. 
So you've been coaching, and this is this is probably like 2016. This is like years ago. Yeah. So this is a yeah. uh, full circle, man. Full circle. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that, man. I'll never forget <laughs> that, dude. I'll so. What is your next big running goal? Are you uh, are you returning to the marathon distance? Because I know you were done, but are you gonna return to the yeah. marathon distance? <laughs> I I am I am I have a lot of big surprises this year with marathon that I can't wait to share with the world. But awesome. my biggest goal is to like go to Chicago this year. Shout out to nice. the Gundam crew, all of Chicago for mm -hmm. uh, for taking care of me and getting me a bib for the marathon. But nice. it's not me running the marathon. I want to help Sasha complete her first ever marathon because uh, it's no. team first, me second. So I'm excited <laughs> to see Sasha, Thomas, and just the, so many the people. Like Sam, going down there. Wow. Yeah, they, yeah, we're all pulling up to Chicago, <laughs> Shot City. And I can't oh, wait man. because that was my first marathon. So I'm excited. I was to, there like, for that. Be a part I of was that. there yeah, for you, that. You, you, start, was, yeah. you started yeah. in the wrong corral and you zoomed past me. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I was like, what is this guy doing I, in this Royal Corral? You're supposed to be with the elites. I, listen, I had no knowledge to, to marathon yet. I literally just paced the program for half, like for two and a half months. And then I got, I got drilled in and I did not expect that, that ass kicking yeah, that I got, that a, but I'm happy I did. Yeah. So um, I'm excited. Yeah. So we're coming towards the end, but before we do, um, we're going to play a quick, game called this or that right okay so i did some homework i did some homework <laughs> i did you know i'm in queens so we'll start off with this is a this or that so you can only pick one right okay so 800 meter or a steeple chase so a steeple right. chase like a four by four relay so which one 800 or four by four relay uh four by four relay all right steeple chase all right. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put some pressure on you like right away. Uh DJ proper etiquette or funk flex? Uh proper etiquette, man. He, he did my baby <laughs> shot, that's, that's my you. brother, man. Funk, yeah, uh, yeah. Funk flex, I love him though. Biggest shit talker <laughs> in New York City. I love that guy. But nah, um, proper etiquette. Shout out to proper etiquette. Um Let's do Coach O or Coach Ozzy. Oh, damn. <laughs> I, did, I did some homework, right? Uh, yeah, I see. Honestly, <laughs> uh, Coach Coach O, um, you know, because obviously he was the head coach and he took care of me. This guy literally threw my cross country shoes across the field and went in his trunk and gave me brand new shoes. So that I was like, this guy is—he's literally my father. Uh, and from there, he forever took care of me, and even to this day, he supports my clothing brand. He came to my GFTC relay, and I, I, he was at my baby shower. This guy's literally like, he's gonna be one person. Like when it's his time to go, it'll hurt me a lot. And I love both of them dearly, equally. But Coach O literally was the father figure to me in college, and even to this day. So I, Coach O for sure. Um, New Apollo or Crown Fried? Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, I, listen, me and Jamel joke about crown fried all the time, but I do not choose. I choose not to eat crown as much as possible. But sometimes it be hitting when it's late night. I was there last night, honestly. But yeah, uh, new Apollo, hands down. The Henny Coolada just got introduced to a new drink, the watermelon Coolada, the Blue Hawaiian. Okay. 
Yeah, like no Apollo just slaps, man. The General Trust chicken, come on, man. <laughs> that's that's hungry. yeah, bro. That's the spot, man. Everybody, go check out No Apollo on Grand. Man. <laughs> Make sure you right. visit them. Um, the Armory in New York City or running at Boston University's track? Oh, Boston University only because you literally running against a thousand people that's way better than you and you could be in heat number 45 and still get your ass kicked. And that's the track where I ran like a 440 mile. I heard. In a, that's in a, yeah. in a DMR. So, and I've always, and that that's the track that helped me qualify for nationals because I needed division one time junior college time for my sophomore year for the 600. So that track was the track because the army rear, I couldn't get it done. You know, they only had like one or two meets with the, I think the 500, and it's calculated mm -hmm. to, to the 600. So it was Boston University that helped me go to Chicago. I mean, not Chicago, Texas, mm -hmm. uh, for 2011 or 10 or whatever. So it's definitely Boston. Definitely Boston. All right, let's see if I can put some pressure on you now. Uh, which athlete would you go with, Donnell from Queensboro or Gene from Queensboro? Damn. Honestly, it was Gene. I mean, Darnell was my brother. He mentored me and all, but Gene, we're both Haitian. Uh, and I still talk to him to this, to this day. Uh, we're both fathers. Uh, but that was my brother because we, we competed when I first got there. I wanted to be better than him. And we always constantly went at it and cross country, even to the 800 and then the 400 and now, but it was always a respect and I, I love that brother. So it would definitely be Gene. All right. Um, Man, you was really doing your homework. Jordan ones or Jordan threes? Oh my gosh. That's not, no question, man. Air Jordan threes, man. The greatest sneaker <laughs> to ever come out, period. All right. <laughs> um, Dragon Ball Z or Naruto? I don't even like Naruto. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, hands down, bro. Dragon Ball Z is going to be tatted on me, man. Like, I still watch it to this day. I, although I've been watching uh, Naruto lately, but uh, nothing beats Dragon Ball Z. Either as cheesy it is in the storyline, it's just, like, the nostalgia of, like, going home at 5 o'clock to watch Toonami and Dragon Ball Z was on. Like, there's nothing that beats that. Um, New and High Days or Queensboro Days? Wait, what was it? Say it again. I said Newton High School days or Queensboro. Oh, Newtown, Newtown. Um, Newtown. Honestly, like in terms of what, like running was? Just or? in general. Just in general. What years were better? Uh, Newtown or Newtown. Queensboro? Newtown. Okay. That was the school that literally, the only, the school that gave so much to me when I didn't deserve none of the stuff that they did. They literally gave they literally all my teachers literally put money together to give it to me after my mom's funeral and even my guidance counselor went to my mom's funeral and he was the only white person in a haitian funeral and all <laughs> i'm speaking creole and the fact that he was in there and i felt bad i was like yo he's not knowing what they're saying he's probably thinking it's voodoo like everybody thought he said voodoo. Like, you know so like that that, that school Literally made who I am today, and Shout the fact that they considered time. me, a, they considered me a celebrity. I hate Kingsborough, <laughs> respectfully, honestly. I, I I don't like that school for nothing. That school, 
Uh, I like the people that yeah. I've met and the track team, but nothing like Newtown High School, man. I love that school to this day. That's that I wish I wish that I wish I can have that track. My goal is to even like rename that track to mine to my name oh, and like man. somehow make it public. That track is so beautiful. I love Dope. Newtown High School. So um, to end, usually I do like a, what's a, a go-to mantra that you yeah. either recite. Because um, you've been winning a lot of races lately. I don't know yeah. what would you be telling yourself. Like, mine is, be is better me, better world. Yeah. So what's a go-to mantra? What's something you recite or a phrase or something that you say? Um, I say, what would Kobe do? And <laughs> okay. it's all about What would Kobe more. do? More. That always pops in my head. So it's like, not not ever settling for one-time wins, continue to win. Because Kobe would say, more, that's it. Like, you want this, you know, more. So it's always been the Kobe mentality, the Mamba mentality, God rest his soul. But Kobe is literally the person that's in my head that literally tells me more all the time. So Amazing. Definitely that. What would Kobe do? All right. So um, before we end, because um, I know I probably have a minute before IG police kicks us off. <laughs> who, who, sh who should your Knicks get? Uh, in terms of draft wise or trade wise, just in general, who, who do you think should go to the Knicks right now? Um, honestly, we need, we need a, a we need a superstar. We need like a Zach Levine. Um, we need a young star, even like Jeremy Grant, somebody, <laughs> we just need another scorer and we need a go-to scorer. Randall is good. He played phenomenal, but like, like all due respect, I mean, it's hard to play in MSG in the playoffs. Like he choked and Derek Rose has <laughs> never been the best Nick player in that series. So, um, we, we really showed like the exposure. Cause I even, that's why I never was hyped about the Knicks' success this season. Like, I said, bro, this is a weird season. Everybody's literally, like, having all these COVID protocols and, like, you know, missing out on games. This is not a complete season. Like, this was not the year for the teams you would have thought uh, expected, right? Just like the bubble, right? It was all about – and that was, like, the best basketball we've ever seen in our life because it was, like, playing, like, prison basketball. But I knew the Knicks <laughs> were never supposed to be this good yet, but I was happy to see it. But I said – I know we're going to fail in the playoffs, and I know we're going to lose. And I said we probably would – I said we would only get one game, and that was <laughs> So I feel like, oh, yeah, we really need – we just really need another superstar. We have a great team. We have a lot mm -hmm. of young talent to get rid of because we can get we can get a lot get more because of. there's – yeah, man, get rid of Kevin Knox, definitely. And just, <laughs> just well, there's more people that I just start throwing in oh, the trade because we can definitely get somebody way better. Um because Randall should be the second option, not the first option. Wow. So, bro, thank you so much for taking the time out to join me on this monthly Mileage Talks. No um, problem, bro. I think you answered everything. I did. I did. You are appreciated. What's up, Jax? Oh, one last thing. Will the, um, the, the go-to tea for Marathon be making a return if you're reading this and running a New York City Marathon shirt? <laughs> 
Are yeah. the people getting another colorway, or is that officially done? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of something different, but I may bring that back. Uh, cause you know, shout out to Les. I apologize, guys. I know a lot of your shirts did not last as long as it was. <laughs> that was just me trying to support uh, a fellow screen printer that let me down badly. And you know me, I try to give the best quality. That was just the one time I've never had any issues with any product that I've put out to any of you guys <laughs> since that. Uh, but Les somehow made his shirt last and mine last too. But yeah, I may bring those back because like there's a lot of people who have not uh, experienced or got that shirt. So we'll see. I definitely want to do something for New York. Like I'm literally in the creative process now trying to create kits for the people that's part of my, uh, my coaching program with Project Gold and giving okay. them the elite singlet so they can really pop off in the marathon where everybody will know who they are. So I'm nice. literally, I'm, I'm working. I'm making everything now. I'm trying to get everything out as soon as possible. Amazing. Um, do you have any last words for the people before we sign off? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, I want to shout out to WEPA, Hustle Run, Queen's Distance, Hollis, uh, Bridge Runners, uh, We Run Uptown, Boogie Down Bronx, Mile Style, uh, Girls Run NYC, uh, Brooklyn Track, Lost Boys, all the crews. I know there's a thousand of us. East New York, every crew, Black Man Run, Black Roses. There's so many phenomenal crews in this whole entire world. Uh, let's continue to support each other and let's stop being so divided, especially when we have the same conquer mission. And, but let's also be competitive at the same time, uh, teamwork and all that other stuff because uh, we always have to be competitive. That's what makes us want to become better. And let's continue to support each other. Like, yeah, New York Roadrunners is back, but let's not forget about the runs who's been giving us races during the pandemic, like Pace Runs, Queens Collective, uh, GFTC, and all the crews that's been doing stuff. Shout out to North Brooklyn that's just changing their culture and identity as well. So let's continue to support those. Like, let's never, because uh, it takes a lot, because we don't have the same funds as New York Roadrunners. So we're literally trying to do what we can with the with the, with the least amount of resources and funding that we can. So continue to support that. And the Black Mile, we will be back. I don't care that Brooklyn Running Co. got their mile back. Shout out to Harlem Run. They they also have a race coming up. They're 5K, so please support them. Allison and Harlem, we love them. But Black Mile, we'll be back September 5th, Labor Day weekend. Uh, nice. It's going to be super lit, man. I, I'm excited for that. We're working on the product now. So hopefully we'll do registration sign-up by the first week of August. And it should be bigger and better. And we're going to forget about the 5th Avenue mile because we'll, we'll have the hottest mile people we talk about this summer respectfully so oh yeah. man talk that talk but jerry thank you so much or so i say coach jay yeah. what's up jacks this was great best of luck to to gftc on this upcoming marathon training season and i'll see you this weekend bro <laughs> yes sir i appreciate you les shout out to right. adidas runs i love y'all all appreciate y'all les queens we out here left rack drew I see you. Everybody, we signed in. We signing off. Peace and love, y'all. Yes. God first. All right. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Later. Appreciate you.